Yeah. Okay. Now it's working. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was just the reboot. Apparently. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's the, but, it's a classic adage. Have you tried turning it off and turning it on again? I mean, that's, it's just how it goes. You know, <laughs> this has happened every single time we've done it. Right. I think so. You're listening to the music manual podcast for October 22nd, 2017. Learn more at musicmanumit.com. Hi, and welcome to another Music Manumit. I am Tom, and on today's show, we have visiting us once again, Vitna. It's actually been almost exactly a year since the last time he was on the show, and he has released a new album since that time. He's met his idol. He's produced some videos. He's, he's been doing a lot of stuff. Like it was, He decided to get all ambitious since the last time we talked to him, which is a good thing. And he got featured on Jamendo. Let's ask him about it. Here's my interview with Vitna starting right now. It's been almost like a year. Actually, it's almost been exactly a year since I talked to you last. It was like the day before Halloween was when the last show came out. So Really? Yeah. Yeah, I know. And uh, are you in the exact same place wow. that I, like the same room that I talked to you last time? Because if so... No. Okay. Because I was going to say, this looks vastly different. You looked like you were in a bunker in the middle of <laughs> yeah. like, a snowstorm before and now you look like you're in a home studio well now now i'm in my bedroom actually okay well it's set up like a home studio is that one of those isolation like uh home isolation booths right next there really yeah i've i've seen those and i've never used them so how does how did how do those work are those are those good it seems to be <laughs> i mean that's <laughs> true it, it's kind of hard to to move it to show you right now, but uh, right. Well, well, I can kind of tell. I can. Yeah. So that's one of those. So to describe uh, no, it I for can't. yeah, well, to describe it for the audio too, and I've seen them. So it's like insulation that like kind of is a cone around your head, sort of. Well, you don't put it behind you. It's it's behind right. the microphone to sort of just dampen and deaden the entire space. Yeah. So. In terms of mixing and stuff, it makes it a lot easier rather than having to worry about what room you're singing in and stuff. Right. And uh, have you always used it or is this a new a new addition? I've used this since... Ever since sex. Really? Back in, yeah, 2011. Yeah. Oh, I guess I never knew that before because I was going to say, did you up your game in the home studio route? But Well, right now I'm, I'm, I upped my game a little bit with a microphone. Yeah? <laughs> What'd you get? Yeah, it's a Nevaton, Nevaton MC four twenty. Oh, cool! So this is the box you can see. <laughs> nice. Oh, it's look. It's like one of those. It's like a fancy wine or a cigar box or something like the wood. Yeah, it looks thing. like it. <laughs> it's a Russian microphone, which comes from the old uh, Lomo, okay, Russian microphone company, which was like a, pretty much the only Soviet microphone company. Does it have the, uh, does it have a special input jack or, cause I know some that need, okay. Cause there are some that need the, uh, they need like, I want to say a translation, but it's not, it's an adapter. Um, cause they have a different yeah. input in them because of all the, they got, you guys got like different plugs and stuff over there in the other countries. So yeah. Yeah. And you're still in Norway, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. All right. And you, uh, I saw on your website that you took a vacation. For a while, what do you mean to the U.S.? <laughs> you went back to the U.S. Okay, and then uh, yeah, I was just uh, I was just there for a couple weeks. Okay, 
any for business or, or just hanging out? Just hanging out, visiting my family and stuff. Okay, cool. Cool. They, it's, it's, how, how different are we these days? I don't know how long you've been away. How different is America? I mean, I know we've, we're different. Oh. We've got the whole Trump <laughs> thing going on, but how, <laughs> what's changed since you, since you've been gone anything or is it just, just same old thing? Well, it's, um, it's going on eight years since I moved away. Yeah. So I think the biggest shock was really like the first year or two when I moved away, just because things were so different with a new language and new country and everything like that. And uh, so whenever I went back home to the U S it always felt like, like, Oh, I'm on American soil. (laughs) Translation and, and all that kind of stuff. But now it's, I've gotten or less. You gotten less what? I'm sorry. The last part broke up there. More or less integrated here. Okay. okay. Gotcha. So it's not really, it's not such a huge difference anymore. Okay. That's cool. So now you think you're officially, um, not bilingual, but uh, you're officially a transport to both sides. You feel natural on both. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a friend who lives in England and I know that uh, he definitely, well, actually he's turned more to, he likes England better than he likes here now. (laughs) So, so he's gone even further, but you know, that's, (laughs) that's his deal. Um, And I also saw that you, so last time you were here, you talked about how one of your big influences was uh, Yoshiki. Mm -hmm. And you just met Yoshiki. I just met him. That's right. Yeah. So what was that like? That was, that was awesome. (laughs) How'd that come about? Well, well, first of all, am, is my mic peaking or anything? No, no, not at all. Does it sound all right? Yeah. All right, cool. Um, well, it came about because I was just, funny enough, was I was on Facebook and I saw an ad that said, Yoshiki will be in Oslo. Okay. And usually I don't pay att- any attention to like Facebook ads and stuff, but that actually got my attention like, whoa, seriously? So I went and checked it out and I saw that he was coming for a... Um, a film question and answer having to do with uh, X Japan's film We Are X. Oh, and I thought, like, wow, he's actually coming to Norway. Like, I I would imagine he would go to Sweden and maybe Germany and and places like that. But I've never known of a a big visual K scene here in Norway. But then, um, once he actually came out, it he said that it was his first time ever in Norway. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. That's and that they were showing the film here. It does seem like a weird destination. Like is the film touring with him? Yeah. He's, um, Oh, they're doing like a, a sort of like film. I mean, it's been out now for a number of months, but they, they're doing just around the world, like small, uh, premieres and stuff along with a uh, question answer with him. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's actually so. typ- typically the way that they one, It's for an independent movie to kind of make some money and two, It looks like they're looking for distributors because that's another way yeah, to do it too. Probably. So, Oh, that's really interesting. And how did, so did you get, was there like a meet and greet or did you just happen to be walking and go, Holy, holy shit. It's Yoshiki. 
<laughs> Can I take your picture? Well, um, oh, I went there and watched the film and everything. And he came out for the question and answer. And I got to ask him a question, which was really cool. And uh, afterwards, I went and talked to the the host, I guess you would call him. Okay. Like the MC. And he was, yeah, he was a Norwegian guy. And I just said, like, is there any way to to meet him? Because I'd like to... First of all, I'd like to take a picture of him doing the the ex Japan salute. Yeah, and uh, I also I signed my latest album for him just to give it to him as a gift. Like I, I and when I met him, I gave it to him and I said, uh, "This is not a request for you to listen to. <laughs> you know, I'm not asking you to listen to this, but it's a a token of my appreciation because you played such a major part in my musical development." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would also like to say that was a good marketing on their part because clearly you were shown that ad because you fit the profile of uh, where they were going. I mean, that's that's one of those things where it's like nice job PR department for for you know his people because they got you there. They like you said normally you wouldn't pay attention, and here was one where it's like, oh, this is specifically geared towards me. You know, so that's yeah, and it's that's a. That's like the complete opposite from this other ad that I got recently. That was, uh, it was, did you, <laughs> maybe you saw it. I don't know. I don't know. But it was, it, it was an ad in like some crazy looking language. And it was some like lady shouting at her tablet PC. <laughs> and I looked at it. I was like, what in the world is this? And it turns out that the, the ad was in Bengali. Really? And uh, I was thinking like, and it was for like some, a trading platform or something for investments. And I was thinking like, okay, this is the worst targeted ad I've ever seen. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Not, not only in like a different language, uh, I'm assuming, but like for something, yeah, that's funny that some people, that's what they do. They just go, I want to know I want. Everyone might be interested in this. It's yeah. It's, I've but seen I'm wondering, I'm wondering why that targeted me. It might have just been placement and age. Sometimes that's what they do. You know, yeah. th- like they might be like, okay, we're opening a branch here and we're looking for people of a certain age group and that's all you need to choose. They, it, it can be as simple as that. And if they want to waste their own money, that's their problem. <laughs> that's all they're doing. Well, the thing is that I, I would have understood it if it had been written in English. Because you could technically use an English choose, ad and target it anywhere. You can choose what language the people speak. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But huh. choosing to target an English speaking person in Norway in Bengali. I don't think there's a large Bengali audience here in Norway. There might not be. But you never know. I don't know. I don't, we don't know. <laughs> and oh, also, I wanted to mention one thing when you said it was weird that uh, Yoshiki came to came to Norway. You're lucky that he came to Norway because that led me down the research rabbit hole of uh, looking up all the the links to stuff that you've been putting up. And uh, he actually just recently canceled his appearances, starting with Iceland because of exhaustion. So you may not have been able to meet him at all if he hadn't come to your place first. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Kismet. They actually said that he was quite tired uh, before he came out. Yeah. And he he seems kind of tired and I can understand. I mean, he's, if you follow him on social media or anything, he's like constantly going. Yeah. That's what it looks like. So yeah, there are pictures of him like right next to each other. Be like, here's a picture of him. Now here's a picture of him in a completely different country the next day. 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the day before he was in Oslo, I think he was in like Italy. Wow. And before that he was in Germany. And then after Oslo, he was supposed to go to Sweden for two days. And then after that, it was, you know what theory just ran through my head. I'm starting hmm. to think that he thinks of countries like I think of like, what kind of, what, what kind of food do I want to have for dinner tonight? Only he goes specifically like, all right, I want Italian food. Let's go to Italy. <laughs> you know, I want German food. Well, Let's go traveling to traveling so much. Might as well. Yeah. So I'm, I'd do it if I could. Hell. Um, and then, so there's just so many things that I've seen that you're, uh, doing on your sites. Like another one, we also spoke of, uh, you had a friend, Julian Angel, and mm -hmm. you recently, uh, well, not recently, but in the past couple of months helped him out with a video. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So for the death of cool, what was now, does he live over there too? Or is that one of your, uh, friends from the U S that you just kind of go back and forth with? He lives in Germany. Oh, he lives in Germany. See, I, it, I had a mm. hard time hunting down what his roots were on his stuff. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, he and I go back to the sex era. Okay. And I call it the sex era, even though it was like one year. Yeah. <laughs> a year's an era. But, I mean, you know. Yeah. We certainly did enough. But um, I found him on a site. I think it was called E-Session. Okay. And E-Session was really cool because you could search, like, uh, if you wanted somebody to mix your album, you could search uh, people who worked with Motley Crue, for example. Mm -hmm. And then anybody, any uh, engineers who had listed their work with Motley Crue would come up. Yeah. So on that album, that's how I got Eric Greedy who, to mix two of the songs who had worked with uh, Vince Neil on one of his solo albums. You, you got him to mix yours? Uh, two songs on the sex album, yeah. Okay. Wow, cool. But uh, that's how I met Julian Angel, because I searched for like hair metal guitarist, yeah. something like that. And he came up with, uh, he had this like old picture of him with like really, really long uh, wavy hair mm -hmm. in like a really dark room or something. And I remember thinking he looked like a, a hair metal Beethoven. <laughs> I see that. Yeah. And so I listened to his, uh, his songs and yeah, he could definitely play. But then when he played on my songs, I feel like that was really like, okay, this is the dude. Yeah. Because when I, what I found out later was that those songs that he had put on there were kind of old. So it didn't really, it represented his ability to play. But when he played for me, I could see that it was even better. That's cool. So he brought it is what you're saying. You guys had kind yeah, of a thing that brought, brought out of each other. All right. Yeah. And then you were also recently featured. I mean, look, look at all this crap that you got going on. So rock nation uh, featured you, although mm -hmm. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't see the article because their articles are in flash. And that's like the thing that half the browsers don't let you use anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I wasn't able to see it, but how did you get in? Uh, so you were in there with like night ranger, which I used to love those guys. And wait, Cinderella too? Holy crap. And kicks. Awesome. I'm just looking through the roster of the people that are in the issue. <laughs> this is great. Um, so how did you, how did you end up in uh, Rock Nation? Oh, he just, um, Tom from Paris Records contacted me and asked me if I wanted to be in it. So uh, he and I did an interview and 
I'm also on um, sampler ID that was sent out to, I think it's uh, red stores and stuff. Okay. Yeah. I'm that, not exactly sure about the, the distribution of that sampler, but. Yeah. The way I know they cool. used to do it was uh, like with uh, uh, design magazines and stuff that I used to get from the UK. I forget the names of them now because I don't get them anymore, but they used to have, yeah, they used to have like little thin jewel cases taped to the magazine itself. And that was part of what you would pay for in the issue. So you're in one of those mm -hmm. is what you're saying. Yeah, but I don't think that they have any physical magazines. Oh, well then how do or they, they might? I'm not sure. I know that it's a, it's yeah, they might. Yeah. But I mean, I received one of the CDs. Okay. So it's in its own little like cardboard sleeve, but it might have a physical edition as well. Okay. That's that's kind of like uh, Black Velvet magazine. I'm not familiar with, with that one. They're from the UK, and they um they have like a, an online free to read version as well. But they definitely have a a physical version. Okay. Yeah, I wonder if that's mainly a UK export sort of thing because I feel like when I go to whatever bookstores are still standing, a lot of the really cool sort of um. I guess specific magazines, magazines that are for a specific purpose. They they're from the UK, and a lot of them come with CD samplers. Huh. I'm just realizing that now in my head. I guess so. Um, that's neat. Yeah, like uh, AOR magazine, for example. Yeah. And Classic rock and those, but those are like you said, they're all located in the UK. I think. Yeah, that that's like their thing, and they're exports, and they're very good looking. I mean, they know how to they know how to lay out a magazine. It's it's pretty impressive, actually. I, those always catch my eye. And yeah, but the AOR guys don't like me. Oh, they don't. <laughs> oh well, let's not I give think, them any any love. <laughs> I think that the the last time that they reviewed my album, I think that it was Neon, and uh, they reviewed it and called me an expat Yank, and uh, oh, the expat Yank with the delusional German. I think that's what it was. <laughs> so it was. So Julie and I, <laughs> Julie and I joke about that. <laughs> That's that's funny. So they they pulled the uh, we don't like Americans thing, but you're technically not living in America. So but you're not good enough to be living where you are now. <laughs> wow, that's kind of a dick. Move. Well, the funny thing also is he called me a Yank. Right. And the Yankee is from the north. Yeah, I'm from the south. But oh, what yeah. would you call that? Expat uh, redneck. I'm definitely not a redneck. Well, it could be the same way that we don't. uh you know, we kind of generalize the the UK and London and like we think London is the UK. You know, it's it's that sort of same yeah. thing, you know. Um, so I think they're just generalizing. And also Yank sounds far more insulting and easier to say. What are they supposed to Redneck? It's just like that's too that's too colonized for them to say, you know. It's not, it's not like, yeah, it's not short enough and straight to the point enough. <laughs> it doesn't sound as insulting, even though it actually <laughs> is more insulting. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and were you aware that there's a Vit, uh, Vitna Twitch channel? And that's not yes. you. <laughs> that's not you, right? No, that's not me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, a, what, a, a lowercase V and then I-T-N-E, like in all capitals? Lowercase V-I and then T-N-E. Oh, you know, it just made sense to me. So V is a programming, uh, it's like an old school programming text uh, terminal thing. Okay, yeah, that makes more sense now. I, now that I see the lowercase V-I. 
At least that's what I'm assuming, but it looks that's that would be my guess. I don't know what the TNE is for, but maybe that's the actual initials. I ran into a same thing recently. I have a I'm side no Well, I have a I have a side project that I do called Romcom, which mm-hmm. not not that that's a unique name at all. Um it's just it was my take on it's something that I'm working on with my friend Rob and I'm Tom. So what I did is it's Rom is a Rob and Tom combination. So I called it Romcom. Nice. So I thought that was unique, even though if you search for rom-com, you're going to get romantic comedy movies. But there was already a, um, or to differentiate from that, we went with, uh, we added an extra M, which ruins the entire thing because combination doesn't have two M's, but it was to search for easier. So we were like, oh, that's brilliant. And first thing we found out is there's a very popular Twitch gamer and YouTuber that has that exact same name. And it's like, okay. oh, you can't fucking win. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't important anyway, but I just wanted to say that's, that's funny. Like, cause Twitch starts to show up in searches now. So if yeah, you, if you search it, like it's like the fourth one or the third one or something. And, mm-hmm. uh, Oh, and another funny thing. Okay. So this is just all me like relaying my research to you. <laughs> um, if you have one of those, so you know how, Google, you know you're doing well when you have your own musical artist card on the right-hand side um, mm-hmm. when you search for the artist. You have that. But now they have a new thing that's apparently the Google Store searches, and okay. they, they have the neon one. So that shows up right away, neon, um, and it's for sale on CD Baby and eBay and all this type of stuff. But here's the fun part. Right underneath that, similar products include, now that's what I call Disney Compilation 1, uh, wow, Sweet. gospel! <laughs> wow, gospel! Essential time favorites disco <laughs> disc two. <laughs> so you've got like all those like for TV uh, music compilations for kids things. <laughs> it shows up on similar <laughs> products. So I wanted I wanted to tell you that. So that's strange. It's strange, but at the same time, it's like well, that's interesting that you're like actually being listed with very popular selling things it's just it's a weird genre that's strange because when you go into google play i checked i think it was yesterday and on my page under the google play you know store page it lists uh similar artists and it lists four of my major influences oh that's awesome that's pretty cool that's nice huh yeah and i don't japan is one that's listed and i don't know how that one gets found at all it's it's that's odd and you don't see so you're seeing that and you're not even seeing the whole like creative because i see a lot of creative commons artists when when i search for mine yeah but uh but you're seeing like the actual influences yeah huh nice that's impressive well well done (laughs) yeah google's google's the only one that's actually like sort of gotten it correct i suppose you could say yeah spotify has some sort of similar artists but some of them are kind of like way off. Okay. Yeah, I've I've seen that. What what what's showing up for yours? Do you know offhand? I don't remember offhand right now. Okay. But um I think it's the more that people the more listeners that you get and stuff. Yeah. That it starts sort of gauging uh similar artists that they listen to. Uh-huh. And because um because Vitna has gotten more and more listeners now, which is nice. Uh, I think it's be- becoming more and more relevant. But like if you go to Golden Palace, for example, you know, my USA band, uh, 
it's just like completely hopeless. And you, it makes no sense whatsoever. And Golden Palace actually just did something recently or released something or got a review. Well, we 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 got one review. Okay. But uh, yeah, I've, I've released or I, I, I got mixed the last really seven or eight songs that we had had from our uh, sessions that we recorded in 2009. Yeah. And they had sort of been lost, like moving and transferring things to multiple hard drives on backups and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. One day I just got the idea. I was like, I need to try and find these because I want to release them. Yeah. And so I found them. I, re- I think I remember I, you mentioning that to me too, that you wanted yeah, to Yeah, maybe. It. Yeah. So you, okay. So you finally released them and, yeah. and, and someone, someone saw it. Yeah. A, 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 well, not an acquaintance, but a, a contact of mine who I know, uh, Shane Pinnegar at 100% rock. Okay. So because I, I sort of know him and I, I have contact with him, I asked him like, would you be interested in reviewing this? Cause he reviewed the other two golden palace albums. Okay. But golden, golden palace is not, it's not really like a super active thing. Right. Obviously we haven't really recorded anything since 2009, but, um, like all of us that were in golden palace, it's still sort of like our original baby. Yeah. So I wanted to get, get those songs out there, especially for the fans that had been with us so many years ago. Okay. So they seem to really love it. Yeah, no. But in terms of that starting like a movement or something, like, <laughs> no, no, no. what one review doesn't get you a movement? Come on. <laughs> oh, what is this? This is the internet. It's supposed to, right? <laughs> exactly. It's if if movies have taught me anything is you you post something online, it goes viral. Then there's a montage of the likes and share numbers going up in sequential order, super fast. And then next thing you know, you're popular. That's yeah. But that, you have to make sure not to do anything. Yes. You have to just post it. You have to look and go, oh my goodness. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) Come on. Um, And then, uh, so now with the new album that's out, Jupiter, let's talk about that. So what's the, what's the timeline? How did you, uh, were you, you were working on this last time I talked to you, right? Or was it just, I mean, because it's like 10 songs Um, or more. Yeah. But last time we talked, was it really October or was yeah. it in January? No, it was October. The, the first time we talked, we talked twice last year. So we talked in January and then we talked in October. And in October, and then we haven't spoken since October t- 2016? Yes. Yeah, that's the last one that's on there. And uh, we played wow. like, like Lion was the track that we did. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, right there, October, October 2016. So... Since that time, and you may have been, you may have been in the, the works on the album. So. I was in the works on a single. Okay. Make believe. All right. And at, at that time I actually didn't have, I still didn't have any plans to release an album. I didn't think you did. Yeah. No, because Jupiter was the work. Uh, I had originally planned, I think the very first time that we spoke, I was, I was working on Jupiter or what would become Jupiter. Yeah. But then I decided like, I don't know about doing a, an album. So let me just put out some singles here and there. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, probably about February or March. Then I decided 
I, I was in the process of getting a, a couple more songs mixed. And then I thought, you know, why not just put out an album? <laughs> and the it, interestingly, the main reason was because I wanted to release my music in China. And the only service that I know of to release music in China is a flat fee, which is not cheap, but it's affordable, but it's not cheap. It's not cheap. Like, you know, putting out a single on CD baby. Yeah. So whether you want to release a single or an album, it's the same price. Okay. So I was thinking like, if I were to put my singles and B sides and some extra songs onto an album as a special for China, that would make sense. But then when I thought of that, I thought, well, why not release it as an album to the rest of the world so that I can actually get some reviews and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But then that's, that pretty much made me change my mind. It's, I'd like how that's the beauty of being a solo artist. You're just like, I'm going to release singles. Eh, you know what? Why don't I just release an album? <laughs> <laughs> okay i mean you got to do all the work and you it's not like you have to go like hey guys do you think we're ready it's just you well or you could turn to yourself and you i don't know how many personalities you have and you could be like hey guys are we ready <laughs> and then you turn back to yourself and go yes we are answering all the different voices and i don't know i've got a little scenario going on where there are a bunch of imaginary people behind you i like this um <laughs> what distribution channel do you use for china uh, with the flat fee with China, I go through music dish China. Okay. Huh? So music dish is a, a company that has been around since at least sometime in the nineties, I think. So they, I think music dish is its own thing, but then they, they launched music dish China. Oh, okay. To sort of pay attention to the independent music scene and stuff within China. Yeah. But then they branched out, from that to to try to include well to try and spread independent chinese music to the rest of the world but also to to spread independent other music into china okay yeah so they kind of did i mean it's the same way cd baby went into distribution to digital channels in the sense that everybody was like how they would ask the question how do i get on amazon how do i get on itunes and they were just like just we'll do it for you we're cool yeah <laughs> they kind of did the same thing they're like okay we're going to go into china and go through the distribution there just created yeah, a separate but they didn't um china's they're uh in terms of getting onto to streaming services and stuff within china it's very difficult yeah, I wonder what they even because use there. There's, um, it's like Xiaomi and QQ Music. QQ, I've heard of. Which, yeah, QQ Messenger is like huge. Okay. So apparently, QQ Music is like massively successful there. Okay. And so other places are studying like, how is QQ Music so successful and profitable? That's the main thing that it's actually profitable. Yeah. Versus like Spotify that's still struggling, even though they have millions upon millions of paying subscribers. Well, it's an interesting thing, too, because like you said, QQ is actually kind of a messenger. Mm -hmm. And and that is the popular sort of or at least my understanding that uh, uh, like in Japan and China and stuff, because there's stuff like uh, uh, what's the new one line line web which is another one that's kind of doing yeah. the same thing. And that is where their social 
interactions happen. So there's like tons of music integrations and like that's where the stickers came from because that's that's where you're posting stuff to people and there's like group chats and I find that fascinating and I th- I know that no one like WhatsApp was the equivalent of it here and nobody understands that except maybe like some teenagers and that's about it. Nobody gets it. And yeah. and that's the thing is everybody's like, why would I use <laughs> Facebook Messenger when I can just post it on Facebook? And it's like, yep, we're not going to get it. <laughs> we don't understand. Um, but that's I've I have been wondering about that. And that's interesting that that's also now you're saying like that's kind of their iTunes. Huh? Yeah, pretty much. But also uh, Japan just recently launched a number of streaming services as well. And one of them is line music. Oh, it is. Yeah, they're, and mm-hmm. they've got they're doing web comics right now too. And the smart thing that they do is, along with the messenger service, which you don't realize is it's just a split off version of the mobile or of the messenger app. They're also they'll have a website along with it too that connects to it, and that's the smart thing that they're doing because it just looks like a website. And it's like no, this is integrated with their messaging, huh? Yeah, Line is the one that I've been seeing coming up. Um, just because of uh, Line Tune, which is the web comic app, I didn't know there was a music one. Wow! Look at you. You're on the. Uh, you're the right guy for me to ask this question to. I like that. <laughs> I only know so much. Well, you know more than I do. That's what I'm saying. So you were able. You were able to uh, point out what I was thinking, kind of. Um, and then also, you've switched your website recently. I saw too, or updated or changed it. Oh uh, yeah, I changed the. Just the the theme really okay but uh yeah ever ever since we've spoken i've gone through like probably five or six different themes yeah. and, and styles and stuff like that but the thing is that i've i think i told you this before but i'm always i'm on the quest to find the correct website yeah and it is freaking hard yeah because i don't want some website that's built from some dude out of i don't know where mm-hmm. that's obviously good at building websites but i want Something that I understand, first of all, yeah. something that's easy to update, something that's not WordPress because I can't stand WordPress because it's always being like WordPress software is updated and then yes. it breaks something. Yes. Like, oh, and it's because Lord. of the plugins, because everybody right, builds exactly. plugins for it and you don't realize that that's what you're using. You think you're using a WordPress thing and it's like, why doesn't this work? Well, it's because we didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's I. Oh, man, I know what you I know what you mean. Yeah. So right now I'm I'm messing with something on Squarespace. I've never messed with them before. Yeah. And I like it a lot. It's um I like the fact that it's pretty just self-explanatory. Some things are confusing, but once you get the hang of it, then you understand it. Yeah. But I also I also don't want too many options because then you get into the 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 problem of like, well, should I do this or should I do that? And yeah, then you get stuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, <laughs> so, uh, well, and the Squarespace drag and drop interface is pretty handy. I mean, me, I blasphemy for saying this. I mean, I'm a front end developer. So for me, it's basically doing my job for me. So, uh, <laughs> but that's fine. I'm just like, does, is it easier for someone to use? Cause somebody will always need it explained to them. So I at least have work that way if I need it. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, the it's, and the thing is, and everybody falls into that exactly what you're saying is, should I do this? Should I do that? And it's like, did you accomplish your first task, which was 
can people go to your site and what are they looking for? Then add the new stuff or wait and see how that goes and see if people ask you like, oh, it'd be so neat if you could do this. Yeah. Yeah. Just make sure. I think that the the, the issue that I've been sort of uh, trying to tackle is how do I have a professional looking website that looks like that correctly conveys my image and what I'm going for? Yeah. And also immediately, immediately conveys that. Not yeah. just in terms of looks, but like, I don't know, that, that shows that I'm a singer, for example, rather than just being like a blog with some news. Yeah. Although that's handy. I mean, that's, that's the other thing too, is it's, that's the reason why I don't like it when bands use their band camp page as their official site, because it's like, oh great, mm-hmm. I can listen to your music. What else have you got? What do you do? You know, it's like there are those little links in the sidebar, but clearly Bandcamp is just wanting people to buy your album because that's how they make money, you know. (laughs) And so I like it when they update because then I'm you get to see. I mean, even if it's one or two things, people don't visit your site every single day. So if one person comes there for the first time and they go, oh, look at that. This person was on the cover of this magazine. I mean, like when I went to your site, I was like, there you go. That's that's awesome. You know, it's it doesn't matter how long I think that a, a news section or a blog is should definitely be integrated. Mm-hmm. But I don't think uh, like with Blogger, what I'm using right now, just because it's easy, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's very specific and doesn't offer you many options. I would prefer something that has like a, a big banner, for example, at front that says like, uh, listen to the music. Yeah. But also also some links up at top that goes in news and stuff like that. Yeah. So then if you're interested, go to news and then it's like, oh, so-and-so was on, you know, they updated recently. Yeah. It's important to show that you're actually active. Right. Or else you might find like a website that was built 10 years ago by a band that doesn't exist anymore. But you still do want people to come for the main purpose and then show them that you're doing things, you know. Right. Which actually Blogger did do an update and it's not a great one. Well, I'm I'm sorry. It, it's not an outstanding one, but it's a step in the right direction. They now have a featured post uh, set up with yeah. the n- new design. So that's one thing. But the thing, is, well, yeah, and you can set the featured post or you can have it just be the most recent one and it gives it a spot at the top. But mm-hmm. um, they, they have made improvements. I, I, ha- I do have to say I do like the new design. I only like using it mainly because of, like I mentioned before, I'm a web designer, so when I work on my stuff, I don't want to spend the whole time working on the damn website. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be using it. I want to be the customer for once. So yeah. um, so that's why I use it, because I'm like, I know how it works. If I need to fix something, I can put on my developer hat and jump in and fix it. But mm-hmm. up until then, it's just ease of use, exactly like you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So we just talked about websites for a long time. Uh <laughs> <laughs> But uh, that's the most interesting stuff. <laughs> the, nobody knows. Nobody needs to know about music. Just have, <laughs> about what we do with our websites. Well, and then I mean, we talked about the album. So what I want to do is uh, I want to play the. I want to close out the show with the um, the title track, Jupiter, and uh, I want you to tell me about this song, and then how did it become the the title track? Well. It was um, it the 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 beginning riff was something that I had written at least a couple years ago. Okay, and it was one of those things where you're just messing around, 
and then you save it in like a Pro Tools session and then you forget about it. You're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. But I can't do anything with it right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah. And then one day, I think maybe it was when I was going through and trying to find the Golden Palace stuff. I came across that riff and I was thinking like, oh, oh that, are- this matches about what what I'm doing right now. And then probably within 20 or 30 minutes, I had written the song. Really? It was one of those? Uh, not, yeah, not the lyrics yet, but uh, I'd written the pretty much the music. Wow. And yeah, so it came out of that. And it, the song is about probably, it probably comes about because like my work when I'm, you know, I do have a job also. Lies, <laughs> so, you're a rock star, unfor- damn it. <laughs> unfortunately. But I work overnight shifts. Okay. So it's like, especially here in Norway, it's a lot of darkness, a lot of nighttime, a lot of uh, not really seeing a lot of people. Those are lyrics in themselves so, right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the song Jupiter is touching upon the the feeling of like detached or the, a, a detached feeling mm-hmm. from like the world around you and stuff like that. Okay. So, uh, but it, that's, that's another example of the songs that I like to write that are sort of relevant to my situation, but can be relevant to other people's situations. Yeah. So it's not about specifically an event in my life, but it can relate to other people. Yeah. Detachment, and I liked, um, detachment is I liked, definitely an open one. Yeah. And I came up, I think when I was writing the music, I came up with that, the, the lyrics about Jupiter. And I was, I kept having that in my head. So then I named, ended up naming the song Jupiter. And then I liked that whole idea. So, because the, the entire album sort of revolves around that feeling of detachment. Yeah. So, yeah. Huh. I and like- the album has been doing uh, it's gotten really, really good reviews. Yeah. So that's a, a very nice thing. And um, something I forgot to mention with Make Believe is Make Believe has over 100,000 downloads on Jamendo now. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's impressive. Wow. Yeah. And because Jamendo actually shared the song and then it, it got this whole snowball effect going. Oh, you got one of the featureds. Yeah. Oh, you bastard. it was unexpected but really cool that is and uh all of a sudden i was getting like uh sync requests from you know their jamindo pro right and so apparently make believe is in a a game called drums hero oh no kidding yeah oh wow and it it was featured in a norwegian bank commercial (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah, uh, so that was really cool. Huh. Another thing that's really cool, too, is Jumendo recently went to the shared revenue model, much like what, uh, and most people uh, don't think that this makes a difference, like on Spotify, but the amount of plays in the certain time period gets split between, um, like, it's it's kind of like, I want to say it's like the way Flatter used to work, where there's a set sum and then the amount of people that get it share that by the percentage of plays and uses that they've gotten. I may be misquoting this, but I do know that if you look at the ad, if, if you do Jumendo Pro, it's far more 
it's it's the sharing is better. Like I just got a check recently. I was like, holy, why is it this much? You know, so their their sharing right. revenue thing has improved. And you probably just thought like, oh, we got featured. So you get it like tenfold. So you just go right to hell. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really cool. I'm I'm happy to hear that. That's that's impressive. Damn. And in a bank commercial because you're making that money. Um, yeah, that's no. right. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> oh, man. Oh, so, um, yeah. So we're going to close out the show today with the song Jupiter, which I love that the throwaway riff encapsulated the entire album. That's a great story. Yeah. yeah. You know, you you always got to save everything. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, why not? What's all you it's just hard drive. Who cares? You're not you're not wasting any, you know, paper or trees or whatever the heck things that you could be wasting. I don't know where I was going with that analogy. Uh, um, <laughs> so that's a lesson to yeah. to whenever you're playing or just messing around, record yourself. Yeah, exactly. All right. And then I want to thank you very much for coming on the show again. You're like you're like gonna be yeah. our uh you're our version of uh John Goodman showing up on Saturday Night Live thing where he's shown like a million times on Saturday Night Live. So you'll be that guy. Well, I'm always happy to be here. <laughs> All right, man. And then here is the song <laughs> Jupiter by Vitna. And this has been another Music Manumet podcast at musicmanumet.com. Divine.